Magnus Helgesen is a UX lead in Shipstead News. In this episode, he explains why user-centered design might not be the optimate way of thinking when it comes to news. It has something to do with vegetables. Magnus also presents an interesting alternative. If you want to read more about this interesting topic, there are some article links that Magnus provided us in the episode description. Magnus Helgesen, welcome to Shipstead Talks. Thank you very much. So you're a UX designer uh, working for news media in Norway. Wh- which uh, news media do you work with? Uh, I mainly work with uh, Bergens Tidene and uh, Stavanger Aftenblad and uh, the local newspapers around uh, Bergen. But I also collaborate with the uh, UX designers and product teams, brand teams in uh, the different newspapers in uh, Sweden and Norway. So we're going to talk a bit a bit about user-centered design because, I mean, that's sort of the gospel when it comes to design thinking, that we focus on the, the user, right? Exactly, yes. I mean, when it comes to news media, is there something else you should think about when it comes to UX design, do you think? This is my uh, personal thoughts on uh, on this topic. Uh, so it's not like I have uh, a, a great amount of data backing it up, but... Uh, my thought about this uh, problem with the user-centered design uh, is that uh, I'm not sure it's very suitable for news media and uh, we might uh, miss out on a couple of opportunities because we are so focused on it. Just to give an example, if, if it was all user-centered design, would, would the, the celebrity news would be on top all the time and the sustainable news would be, you know, about the environment, would that be down below because no one clicks on it? Yeah, I mean, that's a good uh, hypothesis, right? If you take it to the extreme, I mean, if you if you take a look at Bergen's Tidene today, it's a lot of live feeds, right? Because we yeah. see that people really love to read live news. <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, if we cater to the end user's needs and reader reader habits, we it's not like uh, it's it's not perhaps not the best way to um, or it doesn't allow for uh, uh, deep dive journalism, right? Or like investigative journalism or um, important news stories that uh, don't uh, get a lot of clicks. For instance, like yeah. uh, culture uh, culture news, for instance. If you yeah. They have a real hard time in the in the digital world. Exactly. And know about that. Yeah, and it, it's another it's another aspect also because in our environment in product and technology in Chipstead, we sometimes yeah. hear the expression that uh, we need to build products that our users trust and love, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what kind of products do a user love? I mean, that's a that's that's a quite a, a bold statement, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is this realistic? I mean, people love Instagram and Facebook and Netflix and uh, maybe even Finn or Blockit, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, is it really realistic that we should build products that our news readers love? I just like looking at the comment section below the articles in our newspapers. Yeah, there's a notion that if if you're a left-leaning uh, reader, you think that yeah. uh, uh, many of our newspapers are like neoliberal and uh, quite conservative, right? But then you have, if you're right-leaning, you think we have like a radical socialist agenda, right? These are our readers, right? So is it realistic that they should love our product? This uh, notion of uh, making users love our product is something that derives from the principle of user-centric designs. So, I mean, 
it's the but user you, first. Couldn't right? you compare everything? I mean, isn't it like food? I mean, that you serve the vegetables and Netflix serves you the hamburger and YouTube serves yeah. you the, the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And you provide the vegetables and everyone needs vegetables because otherwise your stomach goes to shit and in, in the end you die. Exactly. I mean, uh, <laughs> if you if you look at the Instagram and, and Facebook and, uh, and those types of uh, loved products, right? It's... Uh, if you compare it to our product, they are like candy or fast food. People gravitate towards those products because their needs and urges. But yeah. uh, also at the same time, at the same time, people think that yeah, but I need my vegetables, right? So yeah, a lot just... of people goes vegan nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should perhaps cater more to this that uh, we are vegetables, and people won't exactly love our product, but. It's a different type of need, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're, pro- we're talking pretty vague, you and me, right now. When it comes to UX design, then are there an exact alternative that you can use on on news media? I went to uh, I went to Malmo at the, the conference a couple of years ago. I saw um, a speaker called Kevin Slavin, and he talked. He had a really interesting talk about uh, something he called the design for participation. Yeah, he he talked about the history of of uh, user centered design, and uh, his uh, argument was that UCD or user centered design, uh, their design system have a tendency to ignore other systems uh, surrounding them, like uh, for instance um, Amazon um, uh, disrupting local bookstores, for instance, and mm-hmm. they have a tendency to obscure uh, the system that makes it uh, work. I mean. The users are meant to be unaware of um, the struggles of the labor struggles of the Uber Uber drivers or the Fedora delivery guys, right? Yeah. And as for newspapers, um, we have like a journalistic mission, right? So, as a user uh, in a u- user-centered design uh, principle, the journalistic mission doesn't really like it doesn't really fit into this um, to this notion. His argument was that. What does it mean to design for participants rather than end users or rather than users? So um, he used the examples of um, architecture. So uh, in the beginning, uh, like he he talked about architects like Mies van der Rohe, who's a big architect architect in the uh, modernistic architect. uh, So he, he designed perfect designs, right? But it went, as soon as the people moved into the buildings, it was destroyed. So yeah. he, <laughs> he, How did, come? he didn't he didn't want people to put up flowers in the windowsills or their own curtains. So he just like removed all the, all of those uh, things. So people, yeah. the, it wasn't really meant for humans, right? He started to talk about buildings that are designed for participation. So instead of uh, being a user of a building, you became a participant in a building. So uh, he talked about the science system that uh, catered for uh, environments where the different user or participants uh, participated in the design system. And he also talked about ways that the building is also a participant in the environments around them. Yeah. It's interesting to see, I mean, he was talking about architecture, but what does it mean uh, for us to talk about that in uh, news media? If we design uh, products for the user in mind, for user uh, needs, 
we uh, get uh, one ki- or we get one type of product but if we design for participants we might get another type of product and right now then you and your team how, how would you say that you designed your your uh, news products something in between there or i mean don't get me wrong we uh, we use user center design all the time of course every time yeah. we are designing a new product or a new feature we we always say like user first of course right and yeah. so we use methods like uh, design thinking and uh, a crucial part of design thinking is to interview the users and and to emphasize with the user so you get user needs instead of just like sitting in the office and guessing what people would like to uh, use, right? So um, we use the traditional type of methods uh, still, but I would really love to to just uh, to experiment with participation as a principle in in the future. Yeah, Uh, make it more open, it seems like. Make it more open, yeah, basically. I mean, uh, just to talk about the design thinking, uh, this is like, I don't know if uh, listeners are aware, but uh, it's like, a, it's a buzzword for, uh, it has been for a, a couple of years, right? Yeah. And um, there's another uh, professor at the um, University of uh, New York, uh, Natasha Iskander. She talks about the shortcomings of design thinking. And um, she also makes a great points about uh, how, to, um, uh, how to use participation and uh, the open-ended uh, method uh, as a way to uh, innovate more and that the design thinking is can actually be hindering for innovation. And in a way, I, I'm guessing that you're saying that design thinking could be in the way of Chipset's edit- editorial mission. Am I getting you right there? Yeah, I think, um, I think all newspapers have a, an urge to get more transparent and to get yeah. more in touch with their communities and their users. And uh, seeing what has happened uh, during the last uh, 10 years with the news media uh, and the way things change, I think uh, there's an opportunity for newspapers to to get more involved with the participants and uh, to get more involved as a participant. Mm -hmm. And um, if we look at like uh, the product teams and uh, the way we do product development in the newspapers, I think we might be too focused on the tech uh, methods, um, yeah. thinking about user-centered design and design thinking, while on the other hand, the newsroom maybe, they are um, more in touch with the, the user in that way because they interview the users and they are going out in the field and uh, yeah. maybe have a, a stronger touch with the, the society, basically. These are pretty bold ideas that you have. Are, are your employer are they backing you on this? No, no, no. This is, I mean, this is just like uh, this is some thoughts I've uh, I've had uh, recently, and uh, it's not like uh, we have any ideas of uh, testing it out or or anything. But uh, it would be really cool to to see how it turns out, and uh, if we could master this technique. Ships that then as a as an employer, would you say it's a good place for a UX career? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I think so, absolutely. There's a huge uh, environment and uh, community for yeah. UX designers and uh, uh, product development, and I think uh, 
the not least the social mission is very important. So um, I would definitely say that uh, this is a good way to a good place to be a UX designer. If you were to to use your way of design thinking, your sort of new bold way of design thinking in Afton Posten, for example, mm. how would that work? Yeah, first of all, uh, I think we should probably, if we look at the way that we set up this design thinking process today, uh, there's a set of stakeholders and decision makers where the, the designer is a crucial part uh, of this process. So today in a design thinking method, we ask the users for feedback and then we return to the office and we start designing and developing the products. And um, the decision about what uh, features are uh, the most important and we should bet on when we start developing, those are basically made by the decision makers within our organization. So I think the way that uh, Natasha Iskander and Kevin Slavin proposes in their um, uh, theories about participation is that we dethrone the designer and the decision makers and uh, change their uh, role as uh, kings of the process. Who should be the king of the process then? No, it should be like a more equal uh, process where people are participants, basically. Yeah, okay. So the, uh, the end user and the community surrounding our product is invited to design as participants in the design process. That's one thing. So we uh, dethrone ourselves to be participants in the design process. Yeah. And uh, the second part would be to... But, but for me, that's just so understand. Who will then take the final decision? What will decide what goes first? And but, yeah, I mean, a, Someone has to push the button or some algorithm has to decide on it, right? Yeah, that's a very good question. We don't know yet, basically. Okay. Iskander and Slavin, they, they are not uh, talking about who are, will make the final decision. But yeah. they they keep uh, a crucial part of this uh, process that is that is that it is uh, open ended. Design yeah. thinking processes today have a starting and an end, and when yeah. the uh, when we when we reach the end, the project is yeah. over and we start working on another project. Yeah. While uh, this process is uh, more open ended, it doesn't have a beginning or an end. It just goes on, and yeah. it, that allows for change and uncertainty and. Um, yeah. Of course, it's very hard to measure. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a really like uh, it's it's a really risky model, but it's really interesting, and it's actually it sounds really interesting, and it makes me really nervous at the, at the same time. <laughs> I, I get it, I get it, but it's 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 interesting to to see a news media or a uh, newspaper would be the perfect location for a experiment to like try this. this. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because we are uh, such a crucial part of uh, society, right? And we mm. we want to partake and we want people to participate in debates and everything. So I think even though it's risky and um, open-ended and we don't really, it's very uncertain, um, yeah. it would be really cool to just experiment with it and try it out, basically. So basically what you want is someone high up in ships that's uh, saying, okay, this Magnus Helgsen, what an interesting guy. Give him this <laughs> newspaper and let him try out his crazy ideas. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Am I right? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I think maybe, uh, maybe at first uh, it would be cool to try it out on a, on a single project. Yeah. For instance, it could be like um, news tips. 
which is yeah. another uh, raptus of mine, right? How yeah. does people provide news tips for our newspapers? So this could yeah. be like uh, an environment to try out this uh, this uh, project, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Great. Magnus, thank you so much for coming to Shipstead Talks. Thank you. It was fun. This podcast was brought to you by Shipstead Employee Branding Team. If you want to read more about this interesting topic, there are some article links that Magnus has provided for us in the episode description. My name is Hugo Rienberg and producer was Jens Back. Thank you.